Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 48th episode of the Tech Educator Podcast. My name is Jeff Bradbury from TeacherCast.net. Thank you so much for joining us today. We have a great show for you. We have part two of our Final Cut Pro series. We want to say thank you for joining us. We have, of course, our co-host from the West Coast, Mr. Sam Patterson. Sam, how are you today? How are things out I'm there in Puppetville? Things out here in Puppetville are amazing, Jeff. I'm doing great. Looking forward to an amazing show on Final Cut Pro. And uh, you, you do a little bit of video editing yourself, don't you? I do. I, I'm over in PCville, so I generally am using either Adobe Premiere Elements, Adobe Premiere Pro, Camtasia, uh, Snagit. Uh, I think there's another one. You use way too many platforms, I know. There's, of course, a lot of great platforms. Last week, if you happen to catch episode number 47, um, we had a great guest on. Sam, why don't you tell us a little bit about our guest and, and just some of the um, community reactions that we've had this week from that show. Well, last week's show was really well received because John Carippo, Apple Distinguished Educator, brought us basically an approach for getting students on to Final Cut Pro 10 in an hour doing productive things and that's exactly the kind of show our audience likes where it's not just you know why should we do something but kind of nuts and bolts how do i get started with my students what does that first lesson look like and so tonight we are going to have part two and probably it's going to be part two out of three for our final cut pro series and people want to know where can we find more information out about that show and of course they jeff can... jeff 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 yes waka where can we find more information out about that show? Well, I'm glad that you asked. You can, of course, go to our website, thetecheducatorpodcast.com, and you can check us out. That show is at techeducatorpodcast.com, episode number 47. And uh, tonight we are going to be having episode number 48. So that would be techeducatorpodcast.com slash 48. And one of the things that you can, of course, do over here is you can subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. Now, Sam, since we started the Tech Educator Show about a year ago right now, we have actually gained almost 700 YouTube followers, which is really, really good. Um, and, of course, we would encourage you to stop by here and check out our PodFund campaign and help support the Tech Educator podcast. Of course, if you're looking for more information from the TeacherCast Broadcasting Network, we are here live every single Sunday night at 7 o'clock and also at 9.30. We bring you the principal cast. Before we go any further, I have to ask, Waka, how are yes. you today? I, I'm okay, but this daylight savings time has kicked my fluff. How, how do you? How so? Oh, I, I I'm getting up at the wrong time. I can't sleep right. I keep missing calls from Peggy George because she doesn't have daylight savings time. Now, is that because you don't have a a watch on your arm to to find the time? No, no. I've I've got I've got one of those Pebble watches, and I've got the Google Glass too. I've got a talking clock. It's not a matter of knowing what time it is. It's a matter of being fundamentally misaligned with the cosmic sense of time. Thank you, Ben Franklin. <laughs> well, as a native Philadelphian here, uh, Ben Franklin, I can certainly tell you would say you're welcome. Huh. And so tonight we bring you our second episode of Final Cut Pro. And, you know, I want to give a quick demonstration here of, of what Final Cut Pro is. I think last week we did a great job with John here, John. John here, Sam, to, uh, to talk about the ins and the outs, and I'd like to kind of go through. So um, 
Of course, we are here live on TeacherCast.tv. We love it when you guys have questions to ask. So if you have any questions, please use our chat box at TeacherCast.tv. Or, Sam, we can also you're also manning our Twitter feed tonight and using the hashtag TechEducator. So uh, right. if you have any questions out there, please uh, let us know. Uh, I see Peggy is laughing at the fact that her state has uh, been delinquent in uh, understanding the time changes. I think that's appropriate that we bring that up every week. Definitely. So let's dive right in here to Final Cut Pro. And, you know, one thing about the the interface here is that it's very, very simple. There's only three spots to this interface. We have up here, we have our top interview where we're going to keep all of our media library. We're going to talk about that. We have our bottom here. We have our timeline where we have a whole bunch of stuff going on where really the creativeness happens. And then we have our inspector window that's happening over here. Very, very simple. Now, Sam, you know, last week we talked about ways to get kids up and started. And there's so many teachers out there that are using iPads or iPhones or iPods or some kind of device to be taking the footage. I thought we would start off today by really just talking about how to input and how to organize that media. Because, you know, maybe you do live in a space where students run around in different computers during different parts of the, of the week. And maybe you really want to just figure out how do you ingest 30 iPads all at the same time? Apple has made it easy. Now, in December, um, I don't know if you were following this, Sam, or not, but in December, Apple has actually updated Final Cut to version 10.1. And that's really, really important out there if you're using Final Cut that you're using version 10.1 because they've completely redesigned everything and they've completely made it so easy for um, Final Cut Pro users to manage and to organize their media. Let me show you how that works. First of all, over here, we have libraries. And, you know, Apple does a very good job at making these files that are self-contained. It has a library that has everything that you need in it. You don't have to worry. I don't know. You know, I'm sure you're used to, to Sam, in the PC world, how you have a file and then all the media is all over the place. And it's just a mess, right? Right. And I know that when I'm working in, like, Adobe products, if I get ready to move a file or to move a presentation, it'll warn me and it'll say, hey, all of these resources are all over the place. If you do this, all those links will be lost. We don't have to worry about that at all in Apple World. Let me see if I can make this just a little bit bigger. Tell me more about this Apple World. Well, we're going to be looking at libraries, projects, and events. Okay, and the first thing that you see here is I have two libraries. I have a library called Edu Babies and Broadcasting, and I have a library called Edu Triplets. Now, you can easily take your library and think of a library as maybe a subject, okay? And then inside of that subject, we have events. Now, I have one event here that I called Edu Triplets. Now, we're going to create another event here, and that event, we're going to say... TEP, or Tech Educator Podcast. So we have two events here. Now, Sam, for a classroom, you could think of um, biology and then as your library. So that would be your biology okay. class. And then your events could be uh, period one, period two, period three, period four. So you're, you're trying to get things organized. Make sense? Now, could I, could I think of these as like events as individual tags? 
You're not at the tags level yet. So let's say that you're making a library for, for Waka, and you wanted to have a library called Edu Puppets, and then each event could be video from another puppet. Does that make sense, Waka? Okay, but what about B? Right. So you would have an event named Waka, an event maybe named Edufelon, an event maybe named Dewey. Right, right. And so the first thing that you want to do is you want to figure out how to create media and how to import media. And there's a lot of neat ways to do that. I've already imported a bunch of pictures and video, and that's important here that we talk about that. This actually can take all forms of media, the pictures, and it also takes video. And we'll talk here a little bit about how we can uh, – oh, it looks like when Craig Yen is out there tweeting us, it's going to show up on the screen here. Oh, Craig. Yeah, yeah. thanks for turning your notifications off for the presentation. I Good think job we, there. I think we're already in there. So yeah. I want to demonstrate first – one of the things that uh, John said last week about how to get media in, he said basically have the kids sit down and record themselves on video. And if I click on this down arrow here, this is actually the import, and we're going to click on import here, and it's going to pull up this screen here. And if I just import it from my FaceTime, you can see here I am from my FaceTime camera. But also, this screen has all of our hard drives, all of our main media, and I'm going to click right here on TeacherCast iPhone, and this is going to bring up the media that I've been taking today with the kids. And I'm going to show you some basic, easy ways. Here's a picture. Wait, of... wait, wait, wait. How is, how is your iPhone associated with the Final Cut? How do you have it right there? Good question. I actually have it hardwired in through, a, uh, through a, a, you know, the, white, the white connector. Oh, so your phone is plugged in. The phone is plugged in. Now, is there a way, that's an interesting question, Waka, but is there a way to, like, point this to your iPhotos library? You actually can import your iPhotos library. Sorry, you can import your iMovie library into here. Um, it actually will also in, uh, figure out your iPhotos library as well. And I don't know if you can see here, it's actually spinning because it's actually reading my Dropbox. So anything that you have oh, that's hard drive, that. yeah, it's 116 gigs right now. But everything yeah. that you see is possible to import media. And so what I'm going to start to do here was there was the baby's first visit to the uh, water ice facility. So the water ice facility. Oh, we had a water ice a water ice walk today. I know. What is a water ice? What's what is this in some New Jersey thing? This is a Philadelphia thing. They wouldn't understand. Would what, what other kinds of ice are? I don't understand, Jeff. They wouldn't understand in, in the West Coast what water ice is. So I'm going to hit import here. And it's going to bring up this media bar here. Now, this is not something to, uh, to kind of get over here. But we've got a few things. We've got a top section here. Then we've got a bottom section. Do you see this line here, Waka? Only kind of. It's hard to read with the resolution. So that's a yes. And yeah. so we have two things. We want to say where do we want to put this media and then how do we want to bring in the media. Now, for the most part, your students are going to come in and hit import and they're just going to be fine with it. We're going to add it to an existing event, which we call Edu Triplets. And actually, you know what? Let's bring it into the TEP here. And where do we want to leave the media storage? Now, here's something really, really interesting for you, Waka. It says, do we want to leave the media where it is? 
meaning do we want to like on the phone like on the phone but mostly like on a hard drive let's say that you were going to be bringing this in from a hard drive okay or it says copy files into now you're going to notice here and this will be a little bit bigger for those watching at home waka but where it says leave files in place that is not checked and the reason why you can't check that off is because final cut does not want you to leave the media on your phone do you know why it doesn't want you leaving the media on your phone because it's smart because you might just take your phone out of the computer and then it won't have that that file it wants to bring those videos in now we have two other checkboxes here it says transcoding create optimized media or create proxy media i don't ever recommend checking those when you're bringing media in from your iphone or from your ipad you don't need to but those sound more foreign to me than water ice transcoding what is this let's say that you have a file that has lower resolution or let's say you have a file that was not created on an apple device you can actually have final cut bring in that media and it will transcode it which means it'll basically transform the media into something of higher resolution and it'll actually make a really large file for you um for those of you who are a little bit tech it's called apple ProRes 422 which is a really big term for high quality media but if you shot your media on say an iphone or an ipad or on most cell phones out there you don't have to worry about it i wouldn't check it off if you do check it off instead of having a hundred megabyte file you're going to have a three gigabyte file does that make sense yes and essentially what you're doing is you're going to have a your original content, B, your high-resolution content, and C, proxy media, which is a third different resolution of media. So you're actually going to be bringing it in once, and it's going to be making three copies of it for you. Don't click those off. Okay? Then you can do some really, really neat things here. You can analyze it for color, and it actually will find people for you. Now, it doesn't say find puppets. It says find people here. And so I'll show you what that does. Just like iMovie, it'll actually find out if you've got like close shots, wide shots. I'll show you how that is. And then for audio, I always check off, analyze, and fix audio problems. So I have everything the way I want it. I'm going to hit import. And all of a sudden here, we have the media, as you see, being imported from the camera. And you'll also notice here that it's actually broken down by date. And nice. so through that, you can see, all right, well, today was Tuesday or Wednesday or any other day of the week. And you can help organize yourself automatically. Really, really neat here. And right here, we have a, uh, this 100% thing that's actually showing you how much it's actually rendering out at the same time. This was super fast. This is really, really easy to do. How are we doing in the chat box today? Pretty well. Thanks. So... First thing that we want to do is we want to start to import some of this media into our timeline to play with. So I'm going to take this picture here of Sarah. I'm just going to drop this down. And it says basically what picture and what resolution. I always just hit OK. And so then I'm going to take this picture here of the two kids. And then I'll take this one here of Chris. And then I'll take this picture here. This is a movie here from today. And here's another picture. And here is another movie of Chris. Oh, so there's our project. So Quick question for you. Yeah, sure. Francis asks if the optimization, going back to that, means that she can 
Uh, can I further optimize all my old analog vids that I have already converted to digital? Absolutely. If you've got older video, it would be great to do that. Now, the reason why you would not want to check that off is maybe your computer isn't running as fast as it possibly could, and your computer might not be able to handle four gigabytes of file storage. Okay. Now, when you're looking at video editing, and this is, Sam, this is what we were talking about. For, you know, this is my weekend project. You've got to understand that video is huge. Video is, is very, very big. And so it's, 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 it's important to kind of know how much hard drive space because you can very quickly fill up your hard drive. So let's just talk a little bit about where we are here. And if, please, if there are any questions, Sam, please uh, feel free to throw them out here. So yeah. I have a couple of videos here, and all I'm going to do is hit the space bar, and that's going to run this. And if you look up here on the right side, you'll just see how cute my kids are. Now, have you controlled how long the photos are on screen just with how much space they take up on that timeline? I have not. There, You can set a default, and I believe my default is four seconds or so. And you can, of course, change that anytime you want. But one of the preferences is to set what the default picture size is. Okay. And now here's the audio from our trip out today. Right, right. And we'll talk a little bit about audio in a minute here. Very, very simple. Very, very easy to do. You can get your kids editing this video very, very quickly. Now, let me bring in a couple other things. If I come over here to the Edu triplets, you'll notice that I have a lot more movies. So I can actually take video or pictures that I have and I can bring them between libraries. So let's say that somebody in first period took a really neat video and you want to put that in the second period class you can do that fairly, fairly easy. And here's a picture that uh, Robert took of himself, and he was using the Yakit um, app. He likes to do that. I, I don't think Robert took that of himself. What, what, do, you, what do you mean? I, I think he might have had some help. That's all I'm saying. What, what do you mean? I, I, I think you might have been controlling that. Well, no, 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 no. Uh, would you believe that Sarah took that video? Definitely. Okay. And so, so I figured out the water ice thing, Jeff. <laughs> it makes a lot of sense now. What did you figure out? Well, the I looked up water ice uh, and uh, water ice Pokemon, and I can see that it was obviously really important to go to that place today so you could see all of these amazing water ice Pokemon. No, no, that, that's not what we were talking about. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. And so let's bring in this video here because this is a kind of an important video here. <laughs> All right, so we have some media. What do we want to do with the media? We want to figure out how to play with some cool things. Now, again, going back to last week, John's suggestion was just take your clip and start breaking things up. And so what we want to do is we want to hit B for the blade tool, and we'll just take this movie here. And if I just hit space on it, this is another video of Robert. That's actually a video of my kids getting their four-month-old shots. And so uh -huh. what I want to do is I want to find the exact moment of contact between said needle and said arm, which is about here. And I'm going to hit the blade tool, and I'm just going to clip it. And you'll notice here that makes two segments. 
Now, one thing I've noticed when I do video editing, Jeff, and maybe this is the same in Final Cut, when you make separate segments like that, when you apply a filter, it'll apply it to the whole segment. So if you have several different filters you want to apply to different parts of the film, segmenting it like that first can be really helpful. Segmenting it like that is amazing because you can do some pretty cool things like that. For instance, now what I can do is I can actually take this segment here, let's just say, and I can bring this picture here. This is the before picture. And I'm going to just take this and I'm going to stick this right up on top. Now, Sam, I know you've got a little bit of photo editing background and you've got some video background. I want you to think of all video as a three-dimensional layer. So in other mm -hmm. words, when I take this video and I put it right on top, that's actually going to be layering it on top of each other. Right. Okay. So I have this picture here and it's right over top of, of, of the baby getting a shot here. And what I want to do is I don't want to have this right over top. That'd be silly. I like to kind of put it on the side, right? So we'll do a little picture in a picture thing here. So what we want to do is we want to click on here. And over here we have a transform button. And I just want to take this and we're going to trim it just like that to get the full effect of babyhood. Right. Okay. And then when we're finished with that... We want to. I'm gonna say we're done with that, and then we're gonna. Come on. Done. Excellent. And so we have this here. We're gonna take this and we're gonna move this. Uh, how are we gonna move this? Crap. Why are we not moving this? Uh, wrong cursor selected. Wrong cursor that. selected, and I'm trying to do this with only one hand. So you can actually take this and you can distort it a little bit. You can move it up to the side. That's how you kind of do your picture in a picture. So now while you're watching this. Oh, yeah. You were rotating it on the uh, Z-axis. I was rotating it. And so now you can actually have the before and the after picture here as the nice little baby goes in and gets her shot. Now, if I wanted to make this longer, I can, of course, come in here and I can drag this out. You know, Peggy George has this great question. Do classrooms need this quality of video editing? And I think that's a really great question. And because one of the things that uh, John really focused on last week was that while this may be a tool that could be considered of higher quality than a classroom needs, you know, it's a really great tool for teaching students because it's kind of top-of-the-line video editing and it's accessible to students. It's something they can do. Um, so if it was something they couldn't do or it was overly difficult, but really, once they get the hang of the, a few of these tools, they can really start making video quickly. There's a couple things to think about, and I don't remember if Peggy was here last week. Final Cut used to be... She wasn't. Final Cut used to be a $1,000 app. And it used to be 40 gigabytes, and I think it used to be something like seven or eight disks to install everything. 
And since they released Final Cut Pro 10 two years ago, it's only two ninety nine, which seems a lot, but it's not a thousand bucks. And also, the one thing that John pointed out was if you buy X number of licenses, I think it's twenty um, for like a, a lab set, the price actually drops down to like one hundred and fifty or one hundred ninety nine or some 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 really really good price like that. Um, it's about teaching creativity. Could you use iMovie? Yes, but it doesn't give the kids all the creativity in the world to do that stuff. It's a really, really amazing app to use for video editing, for being creative, for doing anything that they want. So um, is it priceless? No. But is it an app that, that kids would get a, a really big kick out of from third grade on up? Absolutely. Let me show you some of the really neat things here that we can do with this. So I've got this picture here of Robert and if I wanted to put a a title over that I can simply come over here to the titles and I'm going to drag this title right over top and all I have to do is click on this and that brings up the inspector and all I'm going to do right here is click on the word title and go into text and over here I'm going to type in Sorry, too many hands. So if you're watching at home, you'll notice he has the video on the bottom layer, the photos on layer two, which is actually above that, and the title egg on the topmost layer so far. He's clicked on the words, and he's editing the title to deliver his own custom content. Now he's moved the title and gotten rid of the picture altogether. Thank you for the for, for that. And so we're going to come over here. We're going to play this, and you can see here we've got a layer, and we've got our title, and it just works. It's really, really neat. Now, one of the neat things about this is we can also expand this, and if we want to go backwards a little bit, we certainly can, and we can play the whole thing. And there's Sarah. So escape out of there. So there's a lot of neat things that we can do with this. If we want to, we can, of course, come over here and take a picture just like this. And we can change. Yes, Waka? What if what if I didn't like the sound of a baby crying and I wanted to record something else over that? Like... Ah, that is a good question. Here's what we can do. We can actually click over here. And we're going to make this a little bit bigger. Down here, there's, there's a plus and a minus. Down here, where is down here? All the way at the bottom of the screen, there is a plus and a Thank minus. You. And right to the right of that, there is a box that's going to open up that's going to say, how do we want this to look at? If you notice right here in our timeline, we have a lot of video and a little bit of audio. But we can also create this so that way it's a little bit of video and a lot of audio. Or we can actually make this audio only. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually drop the audio all the way up or all the way down. And let's just drop this down. And so now what I want to do is I want to record my voice over top of this. And this is also really good for kids. Let's say that they have a picture or they're going to do a picture slideshow. You can actually have them talk over top 
of the picture slideshow. So I'm going to come up here to window and I'm going to click on record audio. Do you see that Walker? So this is like number one classroom application, drop three pictures in, click record audio. Absolutely. So I'm going yeah. to click record audio. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Waka is my favorite, favorite puppet. Hey, I like that. And so when I come back into here, I'm actually going to be clicking on play. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Waka is my favorite, favorite puppet. Would you like to hear that again? All the time. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Waka is my favorite, favorite puppet. Now, there's a request here for what else can you do with this? What other kind of music do you want? And if I click over here under the music, this actually pulls into GarageBand and iTunes, and I have access to all of my songs. So let's just say that I wanted to pull up some Debussy. I can actually take this Debussy, and I can pull it right somewhere around no, here. If, if it lets me. Uh, let, me get no. off, let me get off of this. Let me get off of this. Will this let me? Oh, it's not letting me right now. Mm. Mm. But it does offer so, those options. So that's a piece of music that's in your own library that you're working with there. That's a piece does of music. this have a way to access uh, other libraries? Like I know that, um, for example, Camtasia comes with a small library of Creative Commons licensed music that can be used. Does this have anything similar? Oh, there you go. It certainly does. It, it, it actually, you can download all of your iLive sounds. So if I wanted to make my son sound a little bit different, I can do this. And that's certainly entertaining for a lot of kids. But you do have access to all of your noises, all of your sounds. I can... This is actually a sound that I get a lot when I do my own podcast by myself. It's like a patooey chat. <laughs> it does sound like a patooey chat. And so what I can do is I can actually put the crickets behind Waka sound. And so there's a lot of things you can see that we can do both with audio and with video. I think he was insulting me. Yes, it's one of the things you can do with audio and with video. Now, let's say that the kids have their project and right. they want to get out of it. And so and they want to, you know, uh, render it. They want to save it. They want to put it somewhere. Final Cut share. has made share is exactly the word that we're looking for here. You can do a lot of things here. For instance, if you come over here to our share menu, we can save it out to DVD. We can save it out to a master file. We can save it out to all these different resolutions. The ones that the kids love, of course, is you can upload it directly to, to Facebook, upload it directly to YouTube or Vimeo. You can do a ton of things with it as far as sharing out. Or if you don't like any of those, they've got a ton more things. One of the neat things now, I like Francis about this. On, on the chat was just sure. noting that, quite correctly, that Final Cut Pro 10 is a great last stop for animation projects or claymation projects. If you wanted to add sound effects and uh, a uh, you know a soundtrack, this would be a great spot to do that. Would it? Would it not, Jeff? Absolutely, and, and 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 I'm glad that you brought that up because one of the things that it does really well is if you have kids taking video, it'll actually. Uh, take still footage from that video. So, for instance, again, here is the video from today over with the water ice. has nothing to do with Pokemon. Let's just say that I like that shot right there. I can actually come out here to share. 
at a destination, and I can actually hit save current frame. I'm just going to slide this up here so you can see that. And so when I come over here, I'm going to save that current frame, and it's just going to take that frame, and it's going to make a, a graphic picture out of it. I can call this... Mom Are you typing baby. hot mama at the water ice? I certainly can. And I can export it as a Photoshop, as a PNG. I can, I can export it to a lot of things. And then when I hit next, I'm going to save it onto my desktop. And very, very easily, Walker, we can take all of your great video and we can make screen shares out of it. So, of course, when I come over here, there is that, that picture. Nice. Very, very easy. Very, very simple to do all that stuff. So kids are going to get a, a big kick out of you know automatic upload to YouTube. It's great. I will tell you that the most that it can do – actually, you know what? Never mind that. Uh, in previous versions of Final Cut, the most you could upload to YouTube is 15 minutes, um, but not this version. The 10.1, you can upload as much as you absolutely want to. Right. I hear Steve Jobs was all like, Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. So now that we have these basic how-do-you-do things features, let's really play with this. I'm going to come back in here to tap. I'm going to click on new project, and I'll show you some fun things that the kids are really going to enjoy. I'm going to click on a new project. I'm just going to name it Puppets because I know you like that. And right, I'm going to put right. it in the Keep event. Absolutely. I can have this stereo or surround sound. Now, if your kids really want to work with surround sound, they'd love to do that. And I'm just going to click on OK for all of these things. I have a new project down here. And, of course, what does a new project want? We want to have curtains. So we're going to put some curtains right. on here. So everything's going to click over here. And let's just see what that looks like. That's 45 seconds of curtains. We don't want that. So we're going to shrink this down here to about two and a half seconds of curtains. We are going to say two and a half seconds of curtains. And then there we are. I'm going to come over here to this picture of this wonderful little baby. And I'm going to import this picture here. I'm going to import this picture here. And so let's see where we are with this. Years from now, your kids are going to be like, Dad, did you think we were puppets? Because all these files with our pictures in it say, like, puppet this and puppet that. Now, if you notice here, on the sides, because these pictures were not taken in widescreen, um, you've got these black lines. And a lot of pictures that you're going to be taking with your iPhone and iPod are going to be like that, especially if you have those wonderful kids that take the pictures with the phones up and down. Do you know? Yeah, pretty much. So how do we fix that? Well, we have these things called generators, and we have all these backgrounds here. And let's see if we can pick a, a background. We want this one here, which looks underwater. See how that one kind of works? And when you play it, it kind of has the see how the lights kind of fade. See how see that Walker? Right, right. So what I can actually do is I can take this generator, I can extend it out, and I can take these two pictures here, and I can put them above the generator. Oh, and it automatically moves it down, moves the timeline down when you move those pictures out of it? Automatically moves that. It's called a magnetic timeline. And so that way, everything that you do is automatically going to squish itself over to the right. 
so you don't have any problems. So now when I'm playing those pictures, instead of just black lines, you have a really nice visual behind it. Now that could be anything. Like you could make up a picture, you could put uh, a puppet behind it, you could do anything that you need to to make your visual look really, really neat. You have all now I know, Jeff, in iMovie, especially on the iPad, if you do something like that, what it'll do is it'll auto-zoom in and kind of pan through the picture unless you go in and tell it not to. You have, um, and you, sometimes you have to do that because it makes some really weird choices about where to pan. Uh, is there a pan and zoom option for this, or could you use transform to get those pictures bigger if you wanted to? Absolutely. It's called a Ken Burns effect. And Ken Burns was a mas- or is a master uh, videographer, and he's also famous for having a really bad hair. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to crop... And crop is going to bring up the Ken Burns effect. Now, do you see how there's a, a, a green box and a red box? Yep, yep. The green box says start, and the red box says end. So I'm going to shrink this down right here. And I'm going to pull this out just like that. And when I hit done, it, it'll zoom up here. Also, notice that right. when it zoomed, it, it made a full image. And so it's now going to zoom right on top of that beautiful little child. Pretty cool. Nice, nice. So if you have your kids taking pictures on a field trip, this is a really, really neat way to get them going and get getting them be creative. I can also, over top of all of this, put this title here, which if I put this title on here and I stretch this title out. Let's see here if it clips on. And then I'm going to stretch it out this far here. I'm going to click on name. And we're going to click over here. We're going to back up. So very, very easily, you can bring in some pictures. You can put your names up there. It'll move around. Waka, you can do that stuff, too, with only one arm. I bet I could. So how are we doing with the chat box? Well, it's pretty good, you know. They 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 quieted down. They were asking all like all kinds of questions, and then I th- I think we killed them with the crickets. They thought we were funny, and then they went away. <laughs> all right, what else do we have here? We do have some themes that you can use. I generally don't. Oh, use one more one one thing we should warn them about. Oh, the Ken Burns effect. If you use it too much, you can start with three pictures and end up with an hour and a half documentary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is absolutely true. You can certainly do all that stuff. <laughs> um, that's not bad, actually. So, Thanks. So there's a lot of ways that we could certainly be using um, Final Cut in the classroom. Let me show you how, how crazy you can get with this one here. Um, if I click over on this and then I click over on this, let me pull up one of our uh, Final Cut Pro. Um, Are you familiar with New Blender, GNU Blender? No, I'm not. Someone in the chat box is saying this is very similar to that. I wonder if that's an open source. It might be. It might be. Um, th- many of you guys know we're doing a PodFun campaign. And with our PodFun campaign, we had to make a video for it, a, a couple-minute video. And this is actually the Final Cut Pro backing. And it looks a little intimidating at first, but you can see here we have the main layer here, which is which was me talking on our background, our green screen here. Over top, I threw some pictures. And then over top of that, I threw a picture 
and we put another picture on top of that and we put another picture on top of that and then finally we put some pictures on top of that on top of that so how, how many layers in that cake there jeff you can actually go up to 99 layers sam wow yes and why because it gives you the ability to do whatever you want and to be as creative as you want I, I guess so. I mean, there's no real limits. It's not like, oh, five tracks, you're out. Exactly. Exactly. Now, here is a couple neat things. Let's say here is a track of a friend of ours, Mike, from edshelf.com ch- talking. And let's say that I wanted to do something neat with him. So I'm going to – let's put this over here. Let's say that I wanted to make him all blurry. So I can actually pull this effect right on top. And now he's all blurry. And if I wanted to, I can change the amount of blur. And that's a really neat effect. I use that effect when I was putting video on top of other video. So that way you blur out the video on the bottom. I can also come over here. We we used to use that to protect children in videos. And now we just put them under puppets. But you can certainly do that at the same time. I could actually take, um, and here's a video here. Would you like to see me age Jeff Herb? Yeah, I can actually take this and I can put this on top of him. And now it looks like he's on these on, on, on an old time video. And if I wanted to, I can do less or I can do more. I can pixelate it here. He really looks Ken Burns now. <laughs> now it's like, oh, yeah, Jeff Herb, the Jeff Herb story. We've got one picture that should be about a half hour long, right? Just slowly pad across it. And if I wanted to, I can do this here and give him a couple neat things. So there's a lot of neat effects on here. There's a lot of lighting effects on here. If I wanted to do some flashing, I can make Jeff flash. Short years ago. The amount of knowledge that has been... Pretty cool. So what you're saying is that Final Cut Pro gives you an infinite number of ways to ruin a movie. Yes. An (laughs) infinite... Yes, it absolutely does. An infinite amount of ways to actually ruin something. Um, you know, I really did enjoy listening to John last week and having him say, just, just take a video that's a minute of yourself, cut it up 40 different ways, throw some transitions, throw some different things on there, and have fun with it. And his whole philosophy for doing that was just to learn the infrastructure. And I completely agree with that. And by just using these effects, using these transitions, you can learn how to do that here. I'll throw one more because, you know, you're right. We didn't even talk about transitions. Right here I have this video clip to this Jeff Herb video clip. And if I wanted to throw a transition, I certainly can. I can. And just, just to clarify, the effects you were using earlier were effects that are effect packages that when you drag them onto the sequence apply to that whole sequence. So earlier when we were cutting up the original video into shorter sequences, that puts kind of boundaries on what effects we're using. So that blur was a blur effect that applied to the whole clip, and now you're building a transition. Absolutely. And so the transitions are very, very easy to use, and I'm just going to show here. In the education field. Hi. And there's another transition clip. In fact, let me just uh, drop his audio here. I like that transition kind of makes it look like a bomb just went off. <laughs> Certainly does. Or if I didn't like that one, I can actually use this one here and just go right over top. Don't overdo yourself with transitions. 
So you can make them as long as you want. You can make them as short as you want. You can even give people seizures from watching your transitions. Yeah, so says Craig so, Yen. So says Craig Yen, absolutely. So what can you do with this? How how can this actually help you? Now, Sam, you and I were talking about ways to utilize the puppets, and one of the things that you were using the puppets for was green screen effect. If mm-hmm. you are interested, you can use Final Cut Pro to add green screen. So, for instance, you've got a green screen behind you. You can actually take the video of Waka, and then put that into Final Cut, and then it'll actually superimpose anything that you want to behind it, whether it be um, a chalkboard like I have here or a a video of a moving train heading right into Waka. Anything like that can be done with Final Cut very, very simply. Right, right. Wait, what was that, Waka? You sounded like Sam for a second. I saw your No, 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 I didn't. Oh, okay. No, you're wrong. Now, there's one last step here that I wanted to share with you. We did talk about exporting, but let's say that you're in a class and you have 30 kids running Final Cut all at the same time. And you needed to, in one night, get all that video out onto a movie. Walker, you're really close to the camera. I can see up your nose. Well, I, I'm just, I just want you to know I'm really paying attention. Got I'm it. listening very earnestly. So one of the things that you can do is go on here 30 times. You can take this project and you can export it. And then you can click on another project and you can export it. And then you can click on another project and you can export it. But that takes an awful, awful long time. One of the things that you can use is a program that Apple provides. It's, it's a $50 program, which might seem expensive, but for what I'm going to show you, it's amazing. And it's called Compressor. Have you heard of that one, Waka? He has heard of Compressor. Now, what Compressor can do is it'll help you batch export things. So, for instance, when I'm done Tech Educator, it takes me roughly 45 minutes to edit down and then about another 25 minutes to export that video. And then if I needed to, I have to export the audio. So I could actually be sitting here for about three hours um, editing, exporting. But... Then after that, we've got principal cast at, ni- at, at, uh, at 9.30, right? Well, in order to get through all of this stuff, I use an application called Compressor. And the neat part about that is if I bring this screen back up, Sam, yes. I'm going to take my video here, and I'm going to click up here, Send to Compressor. And that's going to open up Compressor. And let me just get some of these things, delete it here, because I was playing around earlier. Okay. So right down here, we have our PodFun video, the one that we were just working on. And on the side of Compressor, I can actually figure out where I want this to go and what kind of format do I want this. Do I want to make this into a 720 resolution video? Do I want to make this into a 1080 resolution video? Do I just want to make this out for Facebook or for YouTube? There's a lot of different places that you can do this. And the neat thing is I have over here something called a bundle where I can actually say, all right, I want this video at the same time. It's going to render it out to a 720 movie, which I put up on YouTube. And at the same time, it's going to render out to an MP3. So by doing one action, it's actually going to save it out to multiple sources. Nice. But that's not the best part. Let's say when I'm finished with this, 
I'm actually going to go back in and I'm going to work on another project. And I'm going to pull up the Edu Triplets project. You know, or in my case tonight, we have the Principal Cast project. I'm going to take that and I'm going to send that over here to Compressor. And let that come over here and load. And then I can actually take that and I can output that. You can do this up to 99 projects. So imagine before leaving at the end of the day, Sam, you have all of your kids' projects ready to go, ready to render. You stick them into Compressor, hit the, hit the, hit the start button, and then you can leave for the night. And then by the time you get back in the morning, everything's going to be rendered out and ready to go for you. It absolutely will save so much time on your school day and on your schedule if you're going to be helping kids out with this stuff. Definitely. I, a couple years ago when I was first getting started with podcasting and video casting, I did a summer project for fifth graders. It was a one-hour course on video editing and podcasting. And even though the course was from 8 o'clock to 9 o'clock, there were days that I wasn't leaving school until 3 or 4 in the afternoon because I had to go through every single computer and hit the render buttons and hit the shared mm-hmm. buttons and hit the save buttons. And, hit, and, and it was a mess. If I had compressor, oh, my goodness, it would be a lot easier. I could have probably left by 10.30. Right, and that's a big difference. I mean, that's important time. And, and that's what I want to get out here. And I, I know going back to Peggy, it's, it's, it's expensive, and there are programs out there to do video editing for free. We, we understand that. And there are days, Sam, where I would rather use Camtasia or ScreenFlow over using Final Cut. But the ease of use is so much greater when you're using Final Cut, especially with the way the libraries are. Now, you use you use Camtasia, right, you said? Yeah, I use Camtasia a lot. And when you are playing in a Camtasia movie, it let's go back to like the beginning of the show here. It has a Camtasia file, and then it's referencing, it's pointing to all the other media that you put into it, right? And right. some of those media might be on a hard drive or it might be on your desktop. Or, and it's pointing to all of those things. Point is, you can't take that Camtasia file, stick it on your flash drive, and go home. And then work on it there because it has to be on that machine. By using Final Cut and by having the libraries be the way that they are as, as, as whole units, you can then take that library and put it on a hard drive, go home, and finish editing it there. That's pretty cool. Let's say that you were in a lab or in a school situation where you had a unified school network. You could have all kids on all 30 computers working on their stuff. And then at the end of the day, all of their libraries can be shared to one unified classroom networking folder. Are you with me? Yeah. So yeah, that way you, you don't have to necessarily go to 30 computers. You can sit at your teacher computer which might be faster and then pull up that folder with the 30 libraries check it play with it edit it look at it if you need to export it out to compressor and overnight again you can have all 30 kids projects saved edit it and export it out to where you need it to the possibilities there are endless and i can't tell you how much time that's going to save um with all of the stuff that you're doing. I know here at TeacherCast Studios, I'm running between four different production machines. And because I have everything saved onto one master hard drive, I can open up that Final Cut project anywhere that I need to in the house from any number of computers that I have. And, and at the end of the day, I can actually get more work done because I'm using that unified library system. And it just is saving me so much time and hassle. For 300 bucks, it's worth it. And it might even be worth it for you at your classroom. Right. 
how are we doing on on our chat box here? We're doing a really good really good job here. Yep, yep. We're talking a little bit about portable green screens. We figured yep. out that Blender is not. It's a. Uh, it is an open source platform, but it's an open source 3D rendering animation Ooh. software. So we're gonna put that on the back burner. I'm yeah. learning a different animation software this week. Uh, 3D rendering is a completely, completely different animal. One that I have never gotten into yet. Uh, maybe someday soon. Um, there is another companion program that maybe we'll do on a day here called Motion, which does all motion graphics and, and you know, like the 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 beginning. This um, this tech educator opening here, but that was all done in Apple Motion. And that's how you get all all the camera tricks and all the all the the flashing and stuff like that. Very nice. So that's a little bit of the of the button pushing. Next week we're going to come back and we're actually going to do a full Final Cut project. But I really wanted to spend the time today um, on the show, just really going through button by button. What does it do? How do you do things? Now, if you have iMovie, it works very similar. Up to a point, you can't. There's, I, I haven't found yet if iMovie. I don't think iMovie works into Compressor the same way that Final Cut does, um, and it certainly doesn't have all the features to it. So most people say, "Do I need to go to Final Cut? Can I just stick with iMovie?" And my answer is always the same: play with iMovie first, and then go to Final Cut. Um, you might find that for for three hundred bucks, it it's the best thing in the world out there. I know once I started editing out on Final Cut, um, so much easier. And especially since December, when uh, Final Cut 10.1 came out, everything became easier for so many people in the uh, video editing industry. And that, in a nutshell, is Final Cut. We, there's so much more to talk about. We didn't even talk about things like color correction, which for your kids, don't even have to worry about. Didn't really talk about audio enhancements. Don't really have to worry about for basic stuff. So next week, please join us. We're going to do a big Final Cut project. Um, Sam, maybe we can come up with some puppets. Um, Topic, definitely and we'll we'll definitely go from there maybe we can make a commercial for waka right we'll send you live footage from q that would be good is there a way that yeah. we can get some of your q footage and we can make a commercial for waka definitely nice um are you doing the key the keynote this week waka no they didn't they didn't call me for the keynote i don't know who it is sir ken kuros or something like that oh no so are you gonna break in and entering earlier I, I never planned these things. They sometimes just happen, Jeff. Very, very nice. What is going on this week in Petui Land? Uh, this week in Petui Land, I think we may be taking a break because we are at uh, Q this week. So we'll be down in Palm Springs working with other educators. We're doing a workshop on Flip Classroom and Flip Class Tools and with uh, Cheryl Morris, and that'll be a lot of fun. But I don't think we'll actually have a chat. Hey, you know what I want you to do when you're at the convention? I want you to ask the question to people, what happens if you are the top person at Q? Okay. I, I want you to say, then you're the Q tip. Ah, that's that's get, really funny, Jeff. Do, do, do you get it? I get it, I get it, I get it, even though I don't have ears. And for that humor, we certainly welcome you to come over to teachercast.net slash podfund and support the educational broadcasting network here. If you enjoyed tonight's program or any of our broadcasts, please check us out, teachercast.net slash podfund. We want to thank again our big friend from Arizona, Peggy George, for supporting us and uh, helping out. And we have a few other supporters there. But we are uh, quickly on our way to our our, – our, uh, what was that? Huh? I got tired. 
Anyway, <laughs> check us out here at teachercast.net. We have a, a lot of great stuff. We have done six app spotlights in the last week and have some, a lot of great spotlights, a lot of great content coming up. Next week again on the Tech Educator Podcast live on Sunday nights at 7 o'clock Eastern. We are going to be doing our last and final show on, on Final Cut, talking about video editing. I believe we're going to have Mr. Samuelson and Mr. Herb here. I don't think you're going to be back, right, my friend? Um, I may just be you and Mr. Herb because both Mr. Samuelson and I are at Q. Ah, that's right. So definitely, definitely, definitely check that out as we go through here. Want to thank again everybody for watching on TeacherCast.tv, where you can check us out each and every week live. Join us again at 9:30 tonight. We have the Principal Cast, where we have an amazing, amazing show for you, featuring Dr. Spike, Jessica, and Teresa. Walker, thank you so much for being here tonight. Thank you, Jeff. It's always a pleasure. Do you have any other friends there that are with you? Oh, there's all kinds of friends. A- anybody but, uh, that wants I don't to... I my camera. They, they hog the spotlight. Hey, come on! Pe- hey, just for the record, Peggy liked the Q-chip joke. It's good to have an audience that's easy to please. Right, Jeff? <laughs> that's why I have the triplets. Oh, that won't last long. Nice. Of course, if you want to check us out next week, thank you so much. You can reach us on Twitter at TechEdShow. Email us at feedback at techeducatorpodcast.com and leave a voicemail at techeducatorpodcast.com forward slash voicemail. And we love it when you subscribe to us at teachercast.net slash YouTube. Sam, I'm muting your audio. Sorry. (laughs) Thank you so much. We will be back next week. Until that time, keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students. brought to you by storyboardthat.com.